Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is the Green Zone. Oh my! He is the fattest man in the NFL! This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we are back here on the Green Zone, right here on Beeson, the Sport Betting Network, as always presented by BetMGM. Wes Reynolds, Dave Ross will be alongside momentarily. We do have an update here. We have three of our four games in the second half. Patriots were driving for a score. They had gotten that three right before the end of the half, but a turnover here in Los Angeles. So we'll get Ben Fox, our man, updating this game. Patriots and Chargers, what do we got, Ben? Just a uh, another promising drive that doesn't end well for the Patriots, this time just outside the red zone. They actually had a touchdown by Damian uh, Harris taken off the board due to a holding penalty. That set up a long third down at about the 37-yard line. Patriots really, Mac Jones, an underneath pass, just trying to get back into field goal range. That's uh, knocked out and fumbled, so the Chargers get the ball back now. Still 14-13 to 13 Chargers. Again, both teams moving the ball up and down the field. Uh, Patriots have been able to do mostly what they want, but just not converting once they get down into the red zone and scoring area. And thank you, Ben. And by the way, the updated line, it is now going to be third and eight on the Chargers' own 38-yard line. Chargers minus three and a half at BetMGM, 47 and a half on the total. We did talk about that middle eight theory in terms of getting in live. New England does get the points on the first part of the middle eight, but not the second part of the middle eight. So uh, third to get down here for the Chargers. We'll see if we convert. Uh, we do have halftime, though, right now. Tampa Bay and New Orleans. New Orleans Saints leading 16 to seven. Our man Tank Williams is monitoring this game. Tank, what are you seeing in terms of how this transpired the last few minutes? Uh, surprise been all saints 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you look at it, the Saints defense, like I remember when we would play defense and you lose a key member of your offensive squad, somebody that's a playmaker that usually determines the outcome of the game, like the Saints lost Jameis. It seems like that defense has said, like, okay, like we need to step up, make some plays, and, you know, try to help the offense out. That's exactly what they were able to do. They were able to steal a, you know, an outright on Chris Godwin, intercept Tom Brady, and then set themselves up to get a touchdown going into the half. And so I think when you look at it from the Saints' standpoint, they just want to continue to be aggressive on defense. Hopefully you can lock those Saints uh, Buccaneers wide receivers up in man coverage, get some pressure on Brady, force him into some more turnovers. And at the same time, you know, they want to get up to enough of a lead where Trevor Simeon doesn't have to be as aggressive or maybe you can run the ball even though it's been tough sledding against that Bucks run defense, but have him pick and choose his areas where he wants to throw the ball. And if they can do that, they may be able to maintain the lead. But I feel like Brady, that offense, is going to come out hot in the second half and then Sean Payton got the dollars and special plays to keep the Saints into the game, but we'll see. Yeah, if you want to take the Bucks for the second half, obviously you're going to have to pay a premium for it. Right now at BetMGM, minus six and a half, minus a dollar twenty. Of course, that extra juice because you can lay under the uh, key number of seven twenty three and a half for the second half total. That would make it forty six and a half adjusted. And look, uh, Trevor Simeon uh, did show a little bit of metal at the end of that first half. Dave seven of 11, 60 yards and a touchdown pass including to his fullback. So, uh, you know, rally around your fallen hero here, and that's what we're seeing so far in New Orleans. And again, we, we mentioned it with Mike Wobeshaw in the last segment here. We don't know about Cooper Rush, but Trevor Simeon does have game experience, and that's the difference here, right? So when you go to a third stringer like Simeon, at least you have to feel confident if you're Sean Payton that he can execute at maybe not, clearly not at a Drew Brees, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill level, but at least this guy has game NFL experience. And right now it's showing itself – uh, at the end of that first half, because besides that one bad pick, which was called back because of a bad penalty, he played pretty well. Mm-hmm. And right now, that's why they have that lead at the half. Right now, let's go back out and talk about Denver and Washington. And for that, we'll go back out to Chris Sheehan, who's been watching this game for us. And Chris, well, Washington just cannot seem to get their offense untracked here. What do you think they have to do in the second half to get Taylor Heineke and this offense going? Well, Dave, they got to push the ball down the field. I mean, they've thrown the football to the running back position nine times. I understand they've connected with seven of them, but um, Ricky Seals, Jones, and J.D. McKissick are nice, but Terry McLaurin needs to be more involved. He just had a catch there, but they're in third down in their own territory once again, and I think Taylor Heineke's kind of playing like we saw Teddy Bridgewater play the past few weeks, just not aggressively enough here. That's his game, right? Maybe... In practice, they've told him, we want you to limit the interception. And he does have one. That was on a Hail Mary. So, um, you know, Justin Simmons coming up with that one for Denver. So we won't totally fault him on that one. But, yeah, it's been a struggle for Washington. Broncos leading 10-3, 9.55 to go as Washington third and nine inside their own 10 at the moment. Chris, very quickly, uh, because I think, as you well know, watching this game, that confidence is a hell of a thing and lack thereof. Yeah. Does this look like a, a quarterback right now has just lost his confidence? Because early on, he was kind of all the rave. I really liked him. Obviously saw him play really well in the playoff game last year against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. But right now, if that kind of swashbuckling style, and you know, we do make that comparison to Brett Favre, if you remember Brett Favre early in his career, he made a lot of mistakes, but he's never kind of lost that swagger. Has Taylor Heineke lost that from what you're seeing? 
in this game, maybe a little bit. The Denver defense is playing really well, getting after them. They're scheming up some nice blitzes to uh, cause pressure here. But I would say that uh, with Taylor Heineke, what are you feeling the pressure from? Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't coming back. Who knows when? I mean, there hasn't really been any positive developments in that recovery there. Um, at, at this point of the season, you're a two and five football team. Are you really trading for somebody to improve here? The job is yours at the moment. Uh, I, I know people call 1067 the fan here in DC and say, start Kyle Allen. I mean, don't be ridiculous. Uh, Heineke is uh, the starter here, so he should start playing like it and have a little bit more swag to him and, and, and let loose a little bit. Yeah. Chris went with the, uh, the uh, Balky from Perfect Strangers line. Of course not. Don't be ridiculous, Sears. So uh, right now, Denver Broncos 10 to 3, nine minutes left to go. In the third quarter, Broncos minus ten and a half on the in play at BetMGM, thirty-three and a half on your in play total. Um, did I just see the former first round pick of the Chicago Bears make a big play for the New Orleans? Yeah, Saints? we're not talking about the former Duke athletic director. We are talking about the former Chicago Bears first round pick, Kevin White siding. Kevin White just made a big play for the Saints, and the reason why I bring that anybody that uh, is in the Chicagoland area and sees that play, they were waiting on that guy for years, and it looks like Trevor Simeon to Kevin White just got the same. It took Trevor Simeon to bring it out of Kevin White. Who would have thought? Unbelievable. So we'll see if they can get points on this drive, still leading that game 16-7. to Let's go back to Lydia Cruz watching the Jags and the Seahawks. And Lydia, I think you can hear my voice. I'm giving up hope on any sort of a Jaguars comeback. Yeah, I like to be optimistic, but you know what? Abandon all hope. Let go of it right now. It's not going to happen. Um, they have not been able to get anything going. I think I love this stat the most. Tyler Lockett today, 133 yards. Jacksonville Jaguars, 114 yards. Wow. So that'll give you a little comparison as to how things are going for both these teams right now. Lydia, when I look, though, because I was kind of banking on this Seattle defense, which had been terrible up until the Monday night game where they showed some resistance against uh, New Orleans. What are they doing differently? Because all of a sudden, Pete Carroll, maybe it's just the Saints with Jameis Winston, and now it's the Jaguars. But all of a sudden, the defense has come to play the last two weeks out there in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, well, if you look at this roster, it is has some talent. You know, you have Bobby Wagner as your defensive leader. You have Quandre Diggs. Jamal Adams has not been playing up to the level that a lot of people believe he should be. But you have some talent on this defense. So the fact that now that they're playing at least, you know, in a middling level is really good news for this team. But I think, yeah, they, they're just playing they were before you could say they were they were playing below expectations mm -hmm. and now i think they're playing a little bit up to par okay so 24 yeah. nothing right now seattle all over jacksonville so yeah the jaguars really prepared out of that bye week uh, very well coached so far up there in seattle as uh lydia was mentioned 24 nothing seattle minus 23 and a half minus a dollar 25 37 and a half your current total you know you get what you get if i'm going to back urban meyer and dan campbell today this is what you get. So, again, I was, you know, those uh, coming off the bye week, getting that first win. So it is like, you, you know, why don't you just give me your money and let me go ahead and kick you in the cojones right that's now, what, I guess. Done. Uh, you know, but sometimes you got to back bad teams and uh, not so great coaches, and sometimes it works and sometimes it and goes awry. Dan Campbell bit one kneecap, and now uh, Urban Meyer's biting the other one. So this has not been a good day trying to back some bad dogs uh, that we've seen today. Trevor Simeon. Try to get the Saints and keep this drive moving after that big play to Kevin White, and he's doing so. 
So again, about 11 and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. Saints now at about the 25-yard line of Tampa. It, you know, it's interesting when you watch the Buccaneers as Alvin Kamara breaks off a big chunk. They're going to have first and goal. Let's get back to the Tampa Bay side here for a second because even in those wins against the Bears, like in, in the New England win, right, in the Sunday night, yeah, Brady has missed. I'm not being critical of Tom Brady, by the way. I don't want this to be misconstrued. But the offense hasn't clicked mm-hmm. as good as they've played and as, as big names that they have. They still haven't clicked on all cylinders, and today well, shown. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, Tim Murray was in your chair last Sunday, and we were talking about Tom Brady's only 15 to 28 in the first half, but he has four touchdown passes right. and got number 600, uh, which you know is leads the all time in the NFL. But Tampa Bay hasn't looked that shop. That's what that's what ended me up on New Orleans because. Everybody kind of looked at New Orleans on that Monday night performance, and that's what I always warn about. Don't necessarily focus on what you saw last in a primetime game because New Orleans was not really impressive in Seattle. They no. got out of there 13-10. to 10. It was a very ugly game. Peyton and Eli Manning were in absolute agony watching this quarterback play on Boy. their Manning cast. You could see the look on their face, but nevertheless, New Orleans gets out there at the win. They look unimpressive. It's like, oh, gosh, here comes Tampa Bay. New Orleans kind of had Tampa Bay's number, too, in regular season. Yeah, and so far, uh, by the way, Sean Payton just called the Wildcat for Alvin Kamara, something they used to do for Taysom Hill, uh, but that did not work. So third and goal, but Trevor Simeon, I, I am impressed again in spots. This is what we mean by backup quarterbacks. They they can come in, be capable guys, be capable professionals at what they do. I don't know if this is a long-term play here, but we don't know about Jameis Winston. We're going to have the doctor, uh, Terrell Julian, on later on to see if we can get an update on these QB injuries around the NFL. Come on back to Patriots. Coming back against the Chargers, we'll update that right here on the other side of a very short break on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough 
introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Back here in the Green Zone, Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds, and we've got Jacksonville still being shut out 24-0 right now in the Pacific Northwest. They are on the move slightly into Seattle territory. Washington's still down 10-3 right now. They have the football back about five and a half minutes ago there. Patriots just took the lead on a field goal, 16-14, over the Chargers. But really the big shock of the day is the Buccaneers and the Saints. Let's get back out to Tank Williams right now because Tank, Trevor Simeon, he looks competent. At least we can say that. And that's more than you can ask from most third-string quarterbacks in the NFL. Man, I'm telling you, that dude needs to be out there in Vegas with y'all because he's dealing today. But I'm telling you, <laughs> y'all had me rolling with the Kevin White thing because when, whenever <laughs> I see that dude in the game streaking down the sideline, I think about necessary roughness. Don't throw it to stone hands. But yes, hey, he Featherstone, yes. <laughs> right, Featherstone. <laughs> but he finally catches the ball, makes a big play for the Saints, and I believe that's the one missing element of the Saints' offense, too. If you think about years past, whenever the Saints were really good on offense, they'll have guys like Meacham and Stallworth mm-hmm. and uh, Stills, you know, stretching the field. And when you have that element to the offense, opens it up for Kamara, opens it up for those big possession wide receivers in the middle of the field. And so I really like what I saw from the Saints. Trevor Simeon delivering the ball really well under pressure, too. The Bucks defense tried to heat him up. Bowles tried to heat him up. But he was able to kind of deliver under pressure, and then they were able to get in the end zone with Kamara. Both of those guys, Kamara and Traquan Smith, tried to either drop the, the touchdown away or fumble the, the uh, touchdown away. But nonetheless, they were able to get in the end zone and apply a little bit of pressure to that Bucks offense. I love that Featherstone reference from Necessary Roughness, <laughs> by the way. And that's what would happen. Dude be running a go route. He'd be like 30 or 40 yards Wide behind open. the defensive back. And, uh, you know, Rob Schneider is like the Texas State armadillo play-by-play guy. He goes, hit him in the worst area. Like, hit him right in the hands there. So, uh, Kevin White uh, making a nice catch, though, and keeping that drive alive. It is now 23-7 New Orleans. New Orleans minus 7.5, 49.5 on the total. And look. They saw some support despite that kind of shaky performance mm-hmm. on Monday night against the Saints. If you look at what New Orleans has done, 6-1-1 one, and one, all-time against the spread under Sean Payton as a home underdog in the Superdome and also in their last five regular season meetings against Tampa Bay. New Orleans a perfect 5-0 and oh straight up and against the number. Wow. Okay, and very quickly, when you look at Kevin White here, and this is why the Bears drafted him in the first round, why Henry Ruggs was drafted in the first round by the Raiders. They go, well, it's one trick. If you can do that one trick, to Tank's point, very well. And Henry Ruggs is starting to do that with the Raiders, mm-hmm. right? Stretch the field. So maybe, yes, yeah, not a possession guy. But if you can get those one or two go routes, I mean, you know, you can go back to Alvin Harper days in Dallas opposite Michael Irvin, and he didn't do a whole lot, but when he did, there were big plays. So if they can get that, that from Kevin White, boy, I know Bears fans don't want to hear that, but that's exactly 
to Tank's point, a difference maker in the offense to stretch out that field and leave those underneath routes open. Let's see if that continues to happen there. I do believe right now we're going to go back out to uh, Chris, and let's see what's going on right now with Washington football and the Denver Broncos. So, Christian, what's the latest there? Adam Humphreys with a catch to put the Washington football team into Denver Broncos territory. Antonio Gibson has not had himself a good game here. Six carries for just 17 yards. I know his rushing prop closed somewhere around 51. Doesn't appear like he's going to be getting there. But Jared Patterson had himself a nice first down run on this drive here. Um, Antonio Gibson still in the game right now as Washington trying to get into first down territory here. Adam Humphreys, I think he is someone this Washington offense needs to rely on more. I remember a couple of years ago, Dabo Swinney coming on Sports Center, and he was asked about all the Clemson players he's coached over his career, and he specifically said Adam Humphreys is a guy who works so hard and so good for a locker room. And uh, I, I'd like to see, you know, they've got some guys, they're young receivers in that Washington uh, locker room. Uh, Adam Humphreys can be a big part of what they want to do offensively. Not, you know, stretching the field like Tank talked about with some of those guys like Kenny Stills, but just somebody who makes the big catch, which they need at a, a big moment. All right, first and 10 right now for Washington football. And, and I, I'm assuming, Wes, this has got a similar feel uh, to what you saw last week with Washington in mm -hmm. Green Bay, where they didn't cover the number, but probably should have. And right now, Washington is not covering the number in Denver, but they look like they're still a game football team. Yeah, they've controlled the action in terms of the amount of time they've had the ball. 47 plays are just 31 for Denver. Denver's defense has been very good, but the offense hasn't been able to generate anything. But now, Washington football team down in Denver territory. Denver minus three and a half, 30 and a half your current total at BetMGM. Okay, the Patriots right now, we mentioned they, they took the lead on a field goal 16 to 14 right now over L.A., so let's go back out to Ben Fox, who's been watching this game for us at South Point. And Ben, again, we thought we we're getting all these points in the first half. We did. Defense is starting to take over here. And if you're a Patriot backer, you got to like your chances if you're going to play defense with Bill Belichick. Yeah, you'd think so, but uh, they're still giving up over seven yards of play for uh, the Chargers offense. Whoa. So they Chargers just haven't had the ball that much. Uh, Patriots, 25 minutes time of possession, uh, and the Chargers just over 17 now as they have this drive. So Patriots have really controlled it. It's just been a couple penalties, breaking down the red zone. We have over 500 yards of combined offense in this game and still only 30 points, and we're trending right now the in-game under the original total of 50-and-a-half. So a lot of offense not necessarily converting in the scoring areas, but I think both offenses still having their way. One injury of note for the Chargers, Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback, uh, being evaluated for a concussion. So, again, just one to keep out uh, to keep in mind as well for the Chargers defense there as we uh, continue here in the third quarter. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because to, to Ben's point with the offense, they're going up and down the field. This is kind of like a common theme in Charger mm -hmm. games. They play a lot of unders, right? And again, you think, boy, they, they move it so easily and they're so balanced. But they, they, these games, if you've been playing the overs in Charger games, you're not on the right side so far uh, through, what, eight weeks of the NFL season. 
Let's see if this trend continues today. And speaking of one Dustin Hopkins, who we uh, mentioned oh, earlier, is he back already. He is the kicker now, the 11th Charger to have a field goal attempt since 2016. So that shows you how their kicking game has gone. But that kicking game is going good right now. They have to settle for three now, 17 to 16, just in the final minute of the third quarter. And uh, we did also have a score in Washington, T- uh, Taylor Heineke, I oh. believe, to DeAndre Carter. So we are now tied at 10. Uh, and then we will, and, and actually, let's go to yeah. Chris on that because we were talking, Washington was starting to move the ball a little bit, finally broke down that Denver defense, Chris. Yeah, nice pitch and catch over Bryce Callahan, tying up the score 10-10 on this one. And just a good drive overall from Washington, starting deep in their own territory, able to get it all the way there. DeAndre Carter getting the opportunity with Curtis Samuel out. So we've got a tie football game, and as you see on your screen there, total sitting at 33-and-a-half with Washington, three-and-a-half point dogs on the live line. Chris, very quickly to that end, if you are a – I look at that and go, well, you're going to give me three-and-a-half. To your to your naked eye, are they the better football team that you've seen so far? Would you be more apt to take the three and a half, or do you think Teddy Two Gloves at the end, the smarter play in game would be to lay the, the three and a half and back the home team? Oh man, um, I would rather take Taylor Heineke. I think he gives you a little bit of a higher ceiling in this situation, and uh, I'll take Terry McLaurin as the top receiver, even at. Even with that room of good Broncos receivers, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy back on the field, I think uh, Washington's got a chance to connect. Um, and, and they've got Ricky Seals-Jones, too, can catch over the middle. McKissick having himself a nice little day here. Uh, so I'd take Washington. But tepidly, um, as I've seen this team, they had 124 yards more than Green Bay last week and lost by double digits, so nothing would surprise me. Yeah, don't remind me of that. I was on the WFT and right. wondering how the hell they didn't cover that game. But to your point... Three and a half you're getting with the WFT, but you got to lay 140. We talk about how key numbers, yes. because of all these missed kicks, the key numbers maybe not mattering as much, but three still matters the most. That's the, still the most common score where over the last several years where a score is going to fall on. So, yeah, they're going to give you the hook. You got to pay for it a little bit at BetMGM, though. They're not just going to give that away for free. So, minus 140, and then the total, of course, now 33 and a half. Okay, the pride of Old Dominion, Taylor Heineke, Looking like the guy that I thought he would be with that drop in the bucket to get that tying touchdown. So 10-10 right now in Denver. Seattle is just sitting all over Jacksonville. 24-0 right there. The fight in Urban Myers, not a whole lot of fight there. Geno Smith and company have the football back. So again, I don't know if there's any signs of life there. If you teased Jacksonville as well, those could be all going up in flames. And again, 17-16 is Dustin, Dustin Hopkins. The former Washington football kicker uh, puts the Chargers back on top, 17-16 there, as they come to the end of the third quarter. And the Saints still all over Tampa Bay right now, 23-7. We just had a reversed call there. We'll try to get an update after a break with Tank Williams because it looked like Tampa might be going in for a score. Brady found Leonard Fournette, and he literally dropped the football, but I believe the Saints are going to get that football on a turnover and then they reverse the call. It is now back to Tampa. So, again, 23-7. Mm-hmm. Tampa's got the football inside the red zone of New Orleans with six and a half minutes to go. Don't go anywhere. Our correspondents aren't going anywhere. Wes and I aren't going anywhere. Come on back. It is decent. It's the Green Zone right here on the Sports Betting Network.
make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Green Zone right here on VEASAN. It looks like the Broncos... Trying to make some headway in that tie game against Washington. Teddy Bridgewater and company all knotted up at 10. You know, when uh, Bridgewater was on that against the spread streak as a starter, they were starting to call him Teddy Covers. Maybe mm-hmm. you can call him Teddy Checkdown right now. Just not generating any plays down the field is now Denver going to have another third and eight. By the way, the Broncos minus two and a half, minus a dollar 45, 32 and a half, the current in play total at Bet MGM. Okay, we mentioned that the uh, Buccaneers were moving it. They did get a touchdown, uh, but they opted to kick the extra point. Now, remember, there's five minutes to go in the third mm-hmm. quarter. To make it a nine-point game, Wes, were you surprised that maybe a little, Bruce a Arians- little bit because Bruce is a little bit more aggressive when it comes to that. And and look, you might have got a break. You almost got a break on the under if you have the under here in New Orleans, but that was overturned. Tampa Bay goes ahead and caps it off. So now twenty-three to fourteen Saints. Let's go back out to Tank Williams to get the particulars on that touchdown drive because Tank, it looked like they had a score with Fournette. Then it looked like maybe a fumble. The Saints had it. Then the call was overturned. Kind of craziness there, but the Bucs do end up cashing in. Yeah, I think the one thing that stood out to me was just getting inside the mind of Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich. Like, we've been talking about the entire game that the Saints were playing man defense. The big play that Godwin came in the slot, you expect that Marshawn Lattimore is going to take away Mike Evans. So they found the mismatch in the slot, got a big play to Godwin that was able to get them down into the red zone. In the red zone, Fournette was actually like a little Texas route where he knew he was going to have man coverage, get inside of the uh, defensive man, but obviously he didn't catch the ball and I've been not a turnover. And then a brilliant play was actually the scoring play. You motioned Gio Bernard out, whether it was man defense or what they actually got zone defense, it still worked because you motion him out, spread the linebackers in the, the inside interior, cover men out. Then you throw it to him coming back in, both of the tight ends blocking it, so he's able to squeeze in there. It worked even better with his man coverage, but ideal that a play works against zone coverage as well. So I think I just had to point out those those particular plays as they navigated their way down the red zone and scoring just because I felt like it was a perfectly called job. Take very quickly, um, because I always – we have Lorenzo Alexander on the show and have had him on for years, even back to his playing days in Buffalo, and he would tell me, that he, you know, literally Brady would call him out, 57, 57. And when, he, when that happened, he'd get nervous because, like, Brady sees something. He knows who he's calling out, which Mike, uh, that he's going to call out. As a DB going up against Tom Brady, I'm almost surprised when he makes a mistake. From what you've seen today, because I don't want to say that Brady's been off the last couple weeks, but is he, is he peak Brady still? Or as a DB, do you think you might be able to get something on him here and there? Uh, I mean, I think the one thing that you can't discount is the absence of, well, Rob Gronkowski, he's out the game right now, and he hasn't been playing the past few weeks. But more importantly, like Antonio Brown. I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, those dudes are dogs. But if you look at that wide receiving core, like A.B. is that dude. Like, I think we focus so much on the stuff that he's done off the field, and rightfully so for some of the things that have been reported. But at the same time, if you're just talking about him specifically, what he does between the white lines, He's been a dynamic player in this league for a long time. And just imagine, like, I've been talking about the Saints trying to play man coverage against Tampa Bay's offense. 
Imagine them trying to play man coverage with Rob Gronkowski and A.B. out there on the field. They're a totally different offense. So at the same time, Brady can get some plays off of them because they'll be able to design some up. And Brady, just, he's that talented where he'll be able to, you know, compete and get some plays on a really solid defense no matter who he has out there, which he showed with the Patriots. But we can't discount the fact that he's without Rob Gronkowski, without A.B., two of the most explosive, like, mismatches that we've seen in the league, actually. Yeah. Absolutely, Gronk's out now with the back mm-hmm. spasm, so he's not going to be back in this football game. But again, I don't think this thing's over by a long no, time. No, a three and out there for the New Orleans offense. They have to punt it back to Tampa Bay. They'll take over on their own 31. Now updated at BetMGM. Saints minus one and a half, minus $1.25, 53 and a half on the total. And one quick update I do want to give for that Sunday night game. Uh, this from Courtney Cronin, the ESPN yeah. reporter for the Minnesota Vikings at Courtney R. Cronin on Twitter. Cowboys are putting Dak through a really extensive workout. Lots of resistance work with the ropes, weighted balls, etc. And she makes the observation no team would make a player go through this if there wasn't a legitimate chance he's going to play. Okay, we'll find out about that. Teddy Bridgewater just had a self-induced sack as he trips on the field and uh, hopefully he's going to be okay I believe so but again uh, that game is still knotted up at 10 and we have a challenge situation going on for Bill Belichick challenging against the Chargers and with the particulars on that let's go out to Ben Fox out there out uh, South Point and Ben what is the challenge right now that Belichick is is claiming he was wronged so I believe, guys, this is a this was a holding penalty. Chargers had the ball after a New England punt deep in their territory. Uh, I didn't see the. I, that's the only thing I can imagine that they're challenging. It was holding on the Chargers, uh, which negated a first down. But it did look like the holding was in the end zone, which obviously oh. would result in a safety. So I believe that's what he's challenging because they moved it half the distance back, uh, which didn't really make sense because it did look like the holding was in the end zone. So I believe that's what he's challenging. Uh, Again, this game's had a little bit of everything. That would certainly be one. I don't know if I've ever seen a challenge that would potentially result in a safety off an overturned holding call, but hey, there's a first time for everything. Absolutely. And Ben, to your point, I don't know that we've ever had one in the history of the NFL for not not for a tie game, 0-0, whatever, where literally a one-point difference could catapult the Patriots Mm -hmm. into the lead by the result of the safety, but it's Bill Belichick challenging, so he's got to be right, doesn't play, he? Play is upheld. Ruling is going to stand, uh-huh. so not going to win that challenge is the hoodie, so now the first time out goes away for the New England Patriots. They'll have two remaining. Still 12.47 left to go, 17-16. to 16. Lightning bolts, they are minus one-and-a-half point favorites, plus $1.10 at BetMGM, 44-and-a-half your total. What do you make of that challenge, though? Because, again, in a one-point game, a tight game like this, to give up that, tight, that, that timeout... I just wonder if that comes back to bite you because you got to be right. You got to know that you're going to be right. Mm-hmm. To, I know it's for two points, and that does make a big difference here to give them the lead. But Belichick must have thought he was going to be correct on this, or else he's not going to throw that challenge fight. Yeah, and I, I think he, look, he kind of took a chance because uh, one of the things is happening here in this game. Seems like there's a lot of flags, even though you look at the penalties called. Not very many. Three on the New England side, four on the Chargers side. So, uh, look, he took a shot there. It didn't work. Does cost him a timeout. But 
He's going to trust his defense here. They've only given up 265 yards, but the yards per play, 6.6. And Ben has pointed that out in previous updates that Chargers just haven't had the ball very much. Only 19 minutes. Patriots have had it 28 minutes. So uh, now we will see here. Now it's going to be third and long as the Chargers go ahead and run it and get it for a couple yards. All right, about 12 minutes to go there in regulation with the Chargers up by one. The Saints still have that nine-point lead, but the Bucks are on the move. Let's go back to Lydia Cruz watching the Jags and the Seahawks. And this game has felt over, Lydia, from maybe after the first drive of the game for Seattle. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm not sure how many first downs Jacksonville has got since that first quarter, but it doesn't seem like a lot. They've certainly got a ton of penalties, though. Four offensive, five defensive, two on special teams. You see a very grumpy, angry Urban Meyer on the on the sideline. <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> uh, Lydia's doing great work covering this game for us. Follow her as we do at the Lydia Cruz on Twitter. Uh, Lydia, we'll I, catch up with you again because I think it's officially yeah. we're going to call it right. Yeah. The precincts re- are reporting yeah. this one. Yeah, all the precincts are reporting. We can make an official call in Washington State. Okay, and the winner of the electoral votes in Washington State are the Seattle Seahawks. We have a boat race alert. We got a boat race. Can we hit the horn? Waiting for the horn. There's the horn. It's official when we get the boat race I was, horn. I was having to do the Price is Right loser horn because all of a sudden <laughs> I'm waiting for it and it didn't come in, so I just did the dun 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 dun. Wow. 24-0. That's my wager on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. Today, as they are being shut out with about six and a half minutes to go there. That's what they play when the little, uh, what is it, the little explorer, I forget that game, and he goes over the top, and you're trying to get him to stop, wow. and he goes. <laughs> we might have a touchdown scenario here, Captain, because it looks like Tom Brady has found Mike Evans for a score. There was a flag in the play, and this was a deep out route and a perfect throw. Yeah, I think Marshawn Lattimore just might have got beat there. Absolutely. So we'll see if that touchdown stands. I believe it will. And if so, that 23-7 to lead would be down potentially to 23-21. So let's see if that does, in fact, hold. The Chargers right now have a third and nine. Brandon Staley looking at his options right now with a one-point lead. Maybe they're going to see if Mike Evans' knee was down. No, it was not. It is a touchdown. And again, going for the extra point again, remember... They could have opted to go for two, and this potentially would have been uh, another two-point conversion had they been successful with the first one. They opted for extra points. It's a 23-21 game now. now you're hanging on for dear life if you're a Saints backer at BetMGM right now. Minus 135 on the money line for the Bucks, plus 110 on New Orleans. And a bad pick by Justin Herbert that leads to points for the Patriots. We'll discuss when you come back with us. Oh, my goodness. It's a green zone right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great. 
But I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to showtime with a lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game. And if any team scores a touchdown on Sunday, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if any team simply scores a touchdown on Sunday. New customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Green Zone. We've got drama might be officially the sweat zone for some teams. It is, but before we get to that sweat zone, we do have some breaking news. Dak Prescott inactive tonight for the Dallas Cowboys. This for poor Chris Mortensen of ESPN. So now Cooper Rush will be the starter for Dallas. Will Greer will back up Mr. Rush tonight. You are starting to see a little bit of movement. This might be on air. Be careful, though, if you are betting Minnesota. Look, I think it's the right side, but you're obviously betting a much worse number. Look, we mentioned it with Wabi. In the last hours, our guest previewing this game talked about the fact that Dallas opened two and a half on the road. Now you're seeing them get three. That's still a big number. I think for the most part, it's probably priced into the market. So, you know, be a little bit, I guess, gun shy if you're just wanting to rush to the window. But certainly we are starting to see threes pretty much in the market and now threes with some vig we saw some movement this morning that led us to believe that Dak Prescott might play with the sizable wagers that came in on the Cowboys this morning 
which is one of the reasons why I ran to the window mm-hmm. and took the Cowboys plus three. I already feel like I just lost that bet. I don't think that – I don't know if this is going to go. I'll be monitoring this throughout the rest of the program, but we are starting to see three with some big at some faraway places, minus 120, minus 127 in terms of one faraway place. Maybe this gets a three and a half, but – Keep in mind, most of the cake has already been made here. It is already baked into the cake in terms of the fact of this movement. And just as I say that, a notable shop in town now goes to three and a half. Okay. As a Dallas Cowboy fan, I will say this. This is the right move. This is one of 17. They have bigger fish to fry. It feels like the division is already out of reach for everybody else. They get a three-game lead coming into play today. Already. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that makes perfect football sense. And I'm actually glad that they're going to sit Dak Prescott for the long-term future investments that we might have if you have the Cowboys either win the division, uh, win the NFC, and or win the Super Bowl. As a player of today's game, it feels like a death sentence. It feels like Sean Penn, dead man walking. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have no chance to, like, if they lose by three, and you said, I would take that right Mm -hmm. now and back out of this thing, but... This team will rally around Cooper Rush. Probably not, but that's what they're now Three and a half at. now officially at BetMGM. So you are seeing, I don't anticipate this is going to go that much higher because I think my, you might get some value shoppers be like, hey, you're going to give me the hook here. It's a six-point difference in what the look ahead line is, so maybe I'll take that three and a half. But you are starting to see the adjustment now as Dak Prescott officially ruled inactive. Just from a game week perspective, Wes, very quickly, if you were like me and you had Dallas today plus three, Okay, would you now be more apt to go and place Minnesota if you can still get it at three before it moves to three and a half, just to kind of cancel your bet out? Yeah, I mean, you could you could try to hedge and just eat the vig, you know, whatever the juice is. But now you are starting to see three and a half, so you're late to the party if you necessarily wanted to do that. Okay, well, I think my day's been ruined, but that's okay. We're going to try to. Uh, to adjust hey, and see hey, what the Cowboys can do. But here's the thing about winning with betting. Sometimes you're going to win with the worst of it, and you're going to lose with the best of it. Look, I had the best number possible with the Indianapolis Colts getting a point and a half earlier in the week. Didn't really matter. All that closing line value went awry. Yeah, good point there. Let's go back out to Tank Williams where we've seen the Bucks get off the deck. Tank, you said this at halftime. You thought this would be the case in the second half. And defensively, it looks like they're shutting down Trevor Simeon and that Saints offense 23-21 now as they begin play in the fourth quarter. Uh, what's turned for the Buccaneers here in the second half? The Buccaneers, they're beating man coverage on offense. I mean, the Saints continue to line up in man coverage on defense, and they've been able to exploit them for the most part with Chris Godwin in the slot, but then you see on the last touchdown, uh, Brady was able to go out and Mike Evans beat Marshawn Latimer on the outside for a big touchdown, and that's one fire that the Saints defense and Marshawn Lattimore specifically needs to put out because when they were playing the Seahawks on Monday night, I thought it was just because of the wet conditions and he slipped and maybe that's why he gave up the long touchdown to DK Metcalf. Then earlier in this game, Mike Evans beat him, but then Brady just missed him. They were able to connect on this last play. So if they're going to play man coverage, these guys need to be able to step up and prevent the big plays, especially when you have Trevor Simeon, that quarterback. You're playing with the two-point lead. Understand that he's not going to be able to go down it's going that Bucks defense every single series. Like, he's going to give up some plays. He's going to have some three and outs. So the onus is going to be on the Saints defense to be able to step up and actually hold down these Bucks wide receivers and man defense. All right, let's see how this one plays out. But, Tank, before we let you go, because Wes just ruined my day with the news that Dak Prescott is out in this Cowboy game against the Vikings tonight, 
as a DB now, and you're you're seeing Cooper Rush and not Dak Prescott, are these Vikings DBs going to be thinking, all right, we shut down the run, I get my chance to jump routes and take one to the house. Are they licking their chops right now? I mean, they may be licking their chops, but then look at Mike White, <laughs> you know, against the Cincinnati right. Bengals earlier today. I mean, so it's one of those things where Cooper Rush has been in the system for a while, and at the same time, and he still has Zeke. He has Tony Pollard. He has all those dogs on the outside that are feeling healthy coming off a of bye. So it's not Dak, and we know Dak is that dude. Dak is in one of the top tiers of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I believe he proved that last year and definitely proved that coming back this year, picking up where he left off. It's going to be a step down, but at the same time, that offense is still dangerous. So I'm giving you a little bit of hope, and we've seen the Vikings also play down at times where they have a lot of talent on the outside. Sometimes Kirk Cousins doesn't play up to his capabilities. Sometimes they can't get the run game going. Sometimes they just forget about those dudes they have at wide receivers. So this game could be more interesting than we think, even though Dak is going to be out. Okay, well, Tank just gave me a, a modicum of hope. Yeah, there. so I don't want to dash it when I mention this. Uh, now fours are starting oh, the show. Pretty much market consensus. I could have got six. I, I probably could get to I six. I don't know if it's getting that high. Eventually you'll get some buyback, I think, at that spot. Okay, up to four. I'm trying to remain calm. Uh, right now, let's uh, figure out what's going on, I believe, between Washington and Denver. But before we do that, let's go back out to Ben Fox watching the Patriots and the Chargers. Ben, I'm totally discombobulated with this news of Dak Prescott. So tell me what's going on in the real football world as the Patriots are trying to take command of this game. So in the real football world, and we'll get to my Vikings and your Cowboys in a minute here, <laughs> uh, an interception by Justin Herbert. It was an out route to Jared Cook. Jared Cook just didn't really turn around. And uh, the Patriots corner was there, took it to the house, a little over 20 yards. Patriots did go for two and make it to make it 24-17. Justin Herbert only has 125 yards passing today. And as I said, they just haven't had the ball that much. They have not converted on third downs. Patriots got the ball back and now currently are just almost at the 30-yard line, just on second down just about five and a half minutes left. So looking like if they kick that field goal potentially to go up 10, it's uh, not going to be good for Chargers backers, certainly. I just want to say, as a Vikings fan, this game will be in the fourth quarter and the Cowboys will have the lead. Whether or not they win the game, (laughs) we'll see. But it's the Vikings on prime time. Remember as well, Patrick Peterson is on IR with that hamstring injury. So he's out. They're going to have backup corners in there as well against a very good wide receiving core. It's going to be a closer game than you think. Oh, that's what I'm talking about, Ben. I mean, again, giving me some hope there. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out with Cooper Rush. But again, you know, and, and Tech made the point too, he does know the system. So while I'm deflated because I did think Dak was going to play it, I'm actually happy that he's not uh, to make sure that he's going to be okay for the long term. Let's go back out to Chris Sheehan, who's been Washington between Washington and Denver. And Chris, right now, Denver trying to take command of this one late. Yeah, Melvin Gordon times two, finding the end zone here as Denver takes a 17-10 lead, 427 to go in this contest. Difference, really, Denver able to get some third down conversions, whereas Washington, when they were driving, were unable to connect with Terry McLaurin in the end zone and then trying to kick a field goal. 
That was blocked. Special teams blunders once again for Washington. And then even though they had their fourth sack, Jonathan Allen coming up big with his sixth sack of the year. Jerry Judy, two big catches on this drive, which has him at four for the game, setting up the Melvin Gordon run for the touchdown. So once again, 427 to go. Broncos up 17-10 over the Washington football team. Chris, you had mentioned that McManus did miss a field goal. They do have the touchdown now. But I believe that's two block field goals now for Chris Blewett. Does he have a job? in the District of Columbia tomorrow. It's not his fault. Uh, I, you know, I'm a special teams coordinator in my high school. You know, we teach block down the middle. You can't allow the outsides to come in there too. 1.25 seconds. So this is a coaching problem to me. You got to get your guys in position to uh, protect the kicker, and they're not doing it. Coach Sheehan with good advice there mm-hmm. for the Washington football team. Come on back. We're in the sweat zone here on the green zone on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. 